0: Hey, folks! It's great to be back. Really great to be back, and I need to uh, ask you a favor. I need you to give you give me a, a few minutes here just to get my sea legs. This has been a very, very bad couple of weeks for me. I don't want to get into any more detail about it. Those of you who've been through this know exactly what I'm talking about. But it has not been um, well, it's not been a break in the sense that it hasn't been restful or relaxing or any kind of uh, what people would call a vacation, but I wanted to get back and here we are behind the golden EIB microphone, the Rush Limbaugh program where every show seems like the most important show, where every caller matters, every caller people move to the edge of their chairs to hear what the caller says, and every program reverberates with the truth that the country we are born in is the best. Great to have you with us. Telephone number is 800-282-2882, and I'm sure that numbers of you want to weigh in, and we'll do our best here to get to as many people on the phones today as possible. Um, if you want to send an email, the address is elrushbow at uh, eibnet.us. First thing I want to do, folks, I want want to go back to um, audio soundbite. And by the way, part of getting my sea legs today is is, um, I'm going to be hitting this cough button a lot. Uh, Not to cough, but to um, do other bodily things that would sound rude to do on the air. So there's going to be a little dead air during the program today. Uh, but it's that's not a, a major thing, nothing to worry about. I just wanted to prepare you for the fact that uh, that that is. No, I'm talking about blowing my nose. Don't go there, snurdly. I'm just talking about blowing my nose. I'm talking about other stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, the the primary. Well, it's hard to say primary. So many people want to weigh in on so much today, um, and. I don't really blame you. There's going to be a infinite number of emotions and uh, explanations today, and I'm going to be weighing in myself on all of this. But I want to take you back to October 10th, 2016. This is before the election in 2016. This is before Donald Trump stunned the world in 2016. And the reason I want to play the soundbite for you is that I warned everybody of the very real possibility of what we are living through today. And can I tell you what we're living through today? let Let me just give it to you in one short sentence fragment. One wrong word, dot, dot, dot. The listening devices are out there people monitoring this program and others. They're out there, and they're waiting for just one wrong word. That's how precariously balanced we all are here. For example, uh, before I get to this soundbite, see something I just said reminded me of something, a point that I wanted to make, and that is Bill Barr. Let me find it. Bill Barr has... Everybody's condemning Trump. I mean, really, that's the point. Everybody now. Lindsey Graham, we've got that soundbite. In fact, that's late in the stack. Let me see if I can find the number. Lindsey have 14 standing by as well. Um, The Attorney General, William Barr, who has resigned, said that Trump betrayed the presidency by inciting a mob. And I had a number of people send me this. Say, How can he do this? How can these people be abandoning Trump? Let me explain it to you. And I'll get right to audio soundbite number eighteen. If you today desire a life in Washington D.C., and I don't just mean if you want to be in the Washington establishment, quote unquote. If you desire a life in Washington, official Washington, I don't mean if you want to work at Riggs Bank. I mean if you want if you want to. If you want to live in the political elected class in Washington, you have to say that. You have to say it. There's no alternative for you. If you're elected, you might have, uh, like, Josh Hawley is not backing down. Matt Gates is not backing down. But most of them are. Because they desire a life in Washington. They have to say, Trump betrayed the presidency. Here's what I said, October 10th, 2016. The establishment, with everything they are invested in the establishment, remaining the establishment and in power, they're just not going to sit back and trust this to your votes. They're not going to trust this to an election, to a campaign. They're not going to trust it at all. They're going to do everything they can to destroy whoever it is that wants to take control from them. And in the process, they're going to destroy that person so as to send a message to the next guy. Don't even think about it. Don't even try. Look what we did to Donald Trump. Look what we did to whoever is the message. Don't doubt me. That's that's three weeks before the election in 2016. How was I able to say it? Nah, you know, I know the people on the left. I know exactly who the enemy is, I know what we're up against, and I know who they are, and I know how they think, and I know how they roll, I know how they live, I know how you don't do this to them. You don't do it. And the first chance you give them to eliminate you, they are going to take it. Now let's go to Monday. Sirius Radio, Satellite Radio, the uh, Dean Obadala Show, talking to Hank Johnson. Congressman, Democrat Georgia. Question, it would be so detrimental to our party if the Biden administration would say, well, Trump did some bad things, but let's look forward. It would be so destructive to our party, if that's the way we... In other words, they want a scalp. They want somebody buried. They want a coffin, folks. They want a political coffin. There's none of this Richard Nixon stuff. Let's put him on Air Force One send him out to San Luis Obispo and let us forget him. San Clemente, wherever. There's none of this George W. Bush, send him down to Dallas and let's just pretend it never happened. They want a political coffin. Here's what Hank Johnson said In reaction to that claim, we don't want to be nice. We don't want to move forward. We want blood. We've got to make sure that those who come after Donald Trump know that they will not be allowed to get away with what Donald Trump did. That they will be held accountable. They will be treated, yes, like Negroes. They will be perp-walked to the jail, hands handcuffed, not in front of them, but behind them. And uh, they will be booked, fingerprinted, have to make bond, and have to hire a lawyer just like everybody else and go through the system. If we allow him to get away with it, there will be others who try to do the same thing. And we don't even want them to think about trying to do what Trump has done. There you go. So, three weeks before the election, I essentially predicted exactly what's happened yesterday and today to Donald Trump. To you who voted for him. Hank Johnson comes along on Monday and confirms it. He doesn't know he's confirming what I said because he doesn't know what I said because Hank Johnson doesn't listen, but he'll talk to people about me as though he does. Here's Lindsey Graham last night, Senate floor after debate resumed on the objection to the Arizona electoral votes. Trump and I, we've had a hell of a journey. I hate it then end this way. Oh my God, I hate it. From my point of view, he's been a consequential president. But today, first thing you'll see, all I can say is uh, count me out, enough is enough. I've tried to be helpful. There you have it. If you want a life in Washington, you have to say that. If you want a life in the political class, even as a loser Republican, you have to say that. That's the reality of life on the ground in Washington today, and it will be the case tomorrow. I don't know for how long it's going to be the case, but it is the immediate future, so get used to it. The voices of dissent will be silenced on Facebook and Twitter, including Donald Trump, including you. The voices of dissent will be dealt with accordingly. We live and work today treading and walking a minefield, folks. One wrong word. Now, privately, we knew something like this might explode. I predicted it. Not to make a big deal of that, but I predicted it in 2016, even before the election. And it was not based on Trump then. It was, but it was based on how you do not do to the Washington establishment, what Trump was in the process of doing. You just don't do it. You don't do it, you don't get away with it, you don't survive it if you do get away with it. That's what I knew. Well, there's a way to survive it. We've shown we didn't know how. And the reason we didn't know how is that not enough people know the left why I said to you the last day I was here in 2020 that I feel like in much, not much, but in some of what I've done here the last 30 years, I've failed. I've failed to properly educate and inform people about the most important aspect of our politics. Who is the American and worldwide left? The way you survive these kind of things is knowing the answer to that. Not enough people on our side, elected officials included, have the foggiest idea even today who they are. And I don't mean by facial recognition, I mean by the way they think. Their lack of conventional morality. Their lack of a devotion to traditions and institutions that we all used to hold dear and have in common. Remind you of a John Adams quote here. One of my favorite founding fathers, by the way. John Adams said, maybe you'll listen if I say John Adams tweeted. Yeah, that's a ticket. John Adams tweeted this back in the 1800s, actually 1700s. Zuckerberg didn't know how to censor his own network then. We have no government armed with power capable of contending contending with human passion unbridled by morality and religion. In other words, you have to translate these guys. We do not have a constitution. We do not have the power to deal with immoral and unreligious or irreligious people. Avarice, ambition, revenge, gallantry would break the strongest cords of our Constitution as a whale goes through a net. In other words, our Constitution is not made for people who are not moral. Constitution's not made for people who are irreligious. Our Constitution is designed, said John Adams, only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate for any other. He knew. He knew that that was the limitation because that's who they were.